Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Yeah, there's a lot of things in the, uh, that are, you know, this, the spiritual side is what we need to learn. This is what the Spirit is teaching. And I know it seems like it's human nature to take sides. It's like, well, it's all spiritual. It's not physical. And then both sides are taking sides. But uh, it is true that one stone upon a stone, is, it all got wiped out. It did happen physical. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are certain things that are coming out. Isn't this, can't we get this and see? I mean, isn't, if the smoke of Jezebel is going to raise up to their nose forever, what, where is the smoke going to come from? I mean, there's different things that, instead of taking sides, isn't there a way just to get this and to dwell and to be in the secret place and see that, you know, uh, you know that the lake of fire was made for the devil and is... So I'm just saying, can this be interpreted from the Bible? Can we interpret from the Bible to show that this is just spiritual and there's not going to be any devil in the physical? There are no physical Okay, so can you just uh, say what the question is because I didn't oh, get the okay. question. Okay, the question is. No, sorry, without being disrespectful, I just want to understand the question. Right. Um, that most Christians believe the dragon and the false prophet and the beast are going to be in the lake of fire forever. Right. I'm just saying, can you interpret, can you, can you find that this, what you just said, in the Bible, in other verses, because the Bible interprets the Bible. Right. Yes. And that's if you can explain yes. more yeah. than that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, go ahead. Um, let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. <clears throat> now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, is that, isn't that the question? Amen. Wasn't that what they were asking for? Uh, and our gathering together, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if uh, from us as though the day of Christ had come. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he calls that the day of Christ. Excuse me. Let no one deceive you. Same exact thing Mm -hmm. that Jesus said first. Let no one deceive you. Do not be deceived for false Christ, false, all of that will come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. The word falling away is the same thing that Jesus, when people ask Jesus about Uh, Is it right for a man just to put away his wife for any reason? And um, he gave an answer and then they said, why then did Moses allow them to do so? Uh, For he said, give a certificate of divorce. The certificate of divorce is actually the scroll. Or let me put it this way. The The word certificate is a scroll in it's the same word that is being used in for a scroll. And then the word divorce is the same word that we have here as falling away, which is divorce, which is also called apostasy. Mm. 
Because apostasy is the Greek word for being separated, divorce. So he says the Lord will not come unless the divorce happens. But what is the divorce from? He says, unless first the falling away comes, and that's the man of sin being revealed. The man of sin will not come. The man of sin will be revealed. Okay, when I got saved, all I knew, all I knew was Jesus is the Son of God. As I moved on, the Spirit began to show things, and I realized, wow, there is a work that is being done in me day by day. So he's revealing truth more and more. So as I'm being his disciple, his word abides in me, and I know the truth, and the truth sets me free more and more. So everything that had become a bondage to me are being taken away. Things are falling away. And he says, that's the man of sin. What does the man of sin mean? The way the, uh, the old man operates. So he says, God will reveal this to you. He wouldn't say, stop doing this. He would show you how he operates. That's what we have been showing. When the evil conscience sits on your, actually it's a word, wicked conscience, sits on your heart, you think like God is speaking to you. Okay, so he caused that to fall away. Now, he says, unless he does this, that will not happen. He will not come there. That's why the dragon must fall away first in chapter 12. Mm. So you can ascend there. So when you have ascended to your heavenly realm, then you can deal with your earth and sea realm, which is the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth. Make sense? Amen. So you have to have the authority of Christ in you to deal with the other stuff. You can't do that in flesh. Yeah. It's the Christ who has overcome. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when he comes and he sits in that place, then he begins to reign and rule. What are you reigning over? In the beginning, it says God said that all those that are in the heavenly, they will be reigning over the earth. He created the heaven and the earth, and the elements of the heavenly, which were the sun, the moon, the stars, they were the ruling powers over the earth. So now we are being raised into the heavenly realm so we can reign over our earthly and sea realm. Make sense? So when Christ is finally sitting as the king in us, in our consciousness, we see our union with him, there is still more work to be done, which is the work in our earth and sea realm, our soul and flesh realm. Okay, That's why Jesus, when he uh, was baptized in the water, came out, received the Holy Spirit, called the Son of God. He went to wilderness. He came out free from dragon in his conscience. But yet, he said the dragon, he left him for an opportune time. And you see when the opportune time was, because he's in the garden again being tempted before, go, before going to the cross, right? So what happened for him? The dragon fell down, but the beast from the earth and the beast from the sea were working. He finished the mystery, guys. He showed us what has been working in the man of sin, but he began step by step walking these things out. So I can look at him and I realize, so for us, the baptism, the, what Jesus experienced when he heard the Son of God, for us happens in chapter 12 of Revelation. Make sense? When the dragon falls down and we are raised into that place, from that 
moment on, for three and a half years, you can see exactly the same thing in the book of Revelation. We reign over the other two realms. Mm -hmm. So at chapter 20, the devil is being loosed once again, the opportune time, and then that's the, the moment that he's burned with basically fire. What is he talking about? The fulfillment of every ounce of that man of sin inside of us. Jesus didn't fulfill the mystery as God. Jesus fulfilled the mystery as man. He showed Adam life. How it could be subjected to the Christ life. So Christ could live in Adam. So that Adam could be completely killed and murdered on the cross so that he could be raised a new man. Okay, so now he says, unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. This is used for Judah. Judah betrayed Jesus, the grace, for the law. They wait for him 30 coins of silver. Who did he sell him to? The, the, the Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees? The religious people. Even today, we sell Jesus, the truth, to Pharisees. And we are not willing to speak the truth because we are afraid of their persecution. Because they will call us false prophets when they are false prophets. Who was the only true prophet ever risen? Jesus Christ. He was called the false witness, false prophet. He said, they will do the same to you. Don't be afraid. Just be bold. Speak what I give you from the rooftop. Yeah. So when you go to that rooftop, don't go back to the old house. There is no treasure in that house for you. So then he says in verse uh, 4, who opposes and exalts himself, this man of sin, son of perdition, above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, your body, showing himself that he is God. He says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? That sounds like these are, these are revelations I just opened for you over and over. Why are you again asking? Mm -hmm. Make sense? And then he says, and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. Okay, for the, and then he says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Now he says, restrain. When you go and look at Revelation chapter 20, actually it shows that the dragon, before, after falling down from uh, the heaven, he says, now, Woe to the earth and the sea, for the dragon has come down uh, to you. And he, he knows that he has only a short time. So what is happening? The dragon is not destroyed yet. It just has lost that place of authority. But he still manifests itself in these two realms. Now he says, by the power of this Christ inside of us, we are restraining this. We have, we are overcoming day and night, but yet we are not fully free from it from those thoughts and all of that. So he says, this restraining goes on and on on and on, like Jesus. He was, even after the wilderness, he was tempted by false prophets and uh, Pharisees, high priests, all of that around him. And he was, but he never gave in to those things. So, but at one point, there came a point that there was a temptation that in that place, he said, God, still not my will, your will. What you have said must be done. I'm not going to be worried about my life. I'm not going to be toiling to make things happening. I resist, again, the voice that is talking to me. 
I resist against the death that is coming to me before when I, out of my own will, lay down my life. Jesus went to the garden before the cross and he knelt down and he prayed and he says his um, sweat of his face, they became blood falling down to the ground. And Hebrews chapter 12 says, you have not yet resisted against sin that way. To the point that the moment sin comes, you go and toil with the sweat of your face into wickedness, but you resist and you say, I am not going to go and make this happen. He says the angels ministered to him and he got up. When he got up out of that place of surrendering his will, he overcame death. That's why he could become now the lamb that is out of his own free will he can give his life. Because no lamb ever in the Old Testament was given out of compulsion. People were supposed to bring the lamb out of their own free will. Jesus is the lamb. He could not have been in the fear of death while going through the cross. He must have been in the fullness of joy when he's doing this. So how did he overcome death in the garden? That's why nothing ever could kill him on the cross. He overcame already. He overcame already. He's standing on the cross and he's looking at everything and he says, all is finished. Now, you need this life. <sighs> Breathe out. Breathe out. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I have a question. Okay, I'll answer with another question. Just before sorry, going there, maybe I should read that last verse because this will complete, uh, and then we can go back to that question. So look at verse... Um, Verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, for only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out. That's actually taken out of your midst. Okay, that sounds like the tree of knowledge of good and evil was in the midst of the garden, in the center of your life. He will take this away completely out of you. So you're not, you're not going to be only straining, restraining, it's taken away. Why should you restrain anything that is taken away? And then he says how? Uh, look at verse 8. And then the lawless, not, the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy. The word destroy is make inoperative. Yeah. Inoperative. inoperative. With the brightness of his coming. It's the word appearing of his coming. We're again inside of yeah. you. So when he, he appears, he will completely take it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Please go ahead. Because people, Pharisees came to him and they said, when the kingdom of God would come. He says, do not be deceived. The kingdom of God do, will not come by observation. For the kingdom of God is within you. This is the mystery that he came to reveal that Christ is in you. That's right. Okay? Christ has been in you since the beginning. Yeah. It's that seed. Every seed in Genesis was planted. Mm. Every seed was planted. Right. 
But there was no man to till the ground. So the seed could receive the blessing. So in Hosea we read that God says, it is, uh, Hosea says that it's time um, basically um, to plow this ground. Rend your heart and not your garment. Yeah. It's the time to seek the Lord. Where do you seek the Lord? Mm, yeah. Not from outside, from within. So Jesus said the kingdom of God does not come by observation. The kingdom of God is within you. But what are the signs of this coming, this coming of the kingdom? He said, first of all, I want to warn you about what is false. Mm -hmm. Then I will tell you what is the truth. He said, when it comes to false, we have false Christ and false prophets. Okay, now after that, he tells us who he is. Mm -hmm. Who is the true prophet and who is the true Christ? Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah, okay, so I need to actually write down something. Um, so when you check the book of Revelation, we have chapter 22 of the book of Revelation and chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. And then in chapter 12, we have a dragon that was fallen down from heaven. And then we have something called beast from the sea. And then we have something called the beast from the earth. And then there are some people. whose number is as the sand of the sea. Okay, so this is the story. Uh, when later we go, we realize in the book of Revelation, there is no name for the beast from the earth. It's called the false prophet. This is false Christ, called another Jesus. Okay? So, this is what he's saying. He says, you have been the temple of God, and I have come to destroy this temple. Because there has been things that have exalted themselves and have become God, sitting in the temple of God, showing themselves as God. In verse 15 says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, in parenthesis, whoever reads, let him understand. Did he, didn't he over and over say, he who has ear, let him hear? Yeah. Which means don't take these things fleshly. This is something, this is a mystery that is being revealed to you. Now, when you look at the Bible, it, it is filled with mysteries. What is the greatest mystery? Christ in you. But we have something called a negative mystery, which is called the mystery of lawlessness. This is in first, sorry, second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one to eight. It speaks of the same thing. He says, 
this mystery of lawlessness must be revealed. It's an understanding that is being revealed in us. He says, and it's the whole story around man of sin. He calls that the son of perdition. That's Adam in us that must go into perdition. Remember Jesus said to Father, out of all who you have given me, I have lost nothing. He spoke speaking in eternity, not on those days. He says, except the son of perdition. Who was the son of perdition? Judas, right? So he, Judas is inside of us. He says that must be destroyed because that's the enemy of all righteousness. So he says now, when you see all these things happening, if you are in the rooftop, now what is the rooftop? They were in the rooftop praying for the Holy Spirit to come because they're not content with what they had before. So he says, when you are in that place, flee. Don't go again to this house. This house will become desolate. The house of Adam will become desolate. The body of sin will be done away with. So when he talks to you, he reveals to you from the rooftop, he, reveals, he speaks to you from the rooftop, don't go back to this house. Because this house will be destroyed. Now he's not talking about the destruction of the fleshly body, he's talking about the temple, which we have been. And we allowed the lies to rise up and come to that place. So what is this story? He says there is a false prophet that causes this people to take this image upon themselves. So the false prophet, he says he has two horns. Yeah, like the lamb, but not the lamb. He says it's like a lamb. He speaks like a lamb. Jesus said, be aware of false prophets, for they come to you as sheep, but inwardly they are wolves. That means they are like you. Now, individually, those are the thoughts in you that seem like to be sheep, but they are actually wolves. Now, Jesus said, but outwardly, we have the same thing. Like there is a guy actually fulfills all these things in the book of Acts called the false prophet, a Jew. Uh, But I don't want to go there. But this is what he's saying. He says the two horns represent that which was, that gives power, which was from the beginning, that which was called the knowledge of. Good and evil. That deceives these people and causes them to say, if I do these things, I shall become like God. False Christ. Once again, Adam here, I hear something from the knowledge of good and evil. If you do this, you shall become like this. And he says, this causes them to take that image upon themselves. Jesus says, I will destroy all these things. Because I want to make you a new temple. That's my coming. So I'm casting out of you that which was sitting as God in you. So I can sit there as God. Make sense? Okay, that's why when you go to the end of the book of Revelation, there is something called Lake of Fire. Guess who is there? We have the beast, 
we have the false prophet and we have the dragon which is all those same thing satan devil and all of that and then we have everything that proceeds out of the evil heart wow. idolatry adultery fornication everything that is being named and something called death and hades hades these are all non-existing being called delusion that's why how can you put something called death and something called devil in the same place like would you be able to burn spirit and flesh at the same place? No. Doesn't make sense. So how can I fleshly look at these things and think that these are literal things being cast into a lake of fire? This is the purification of our conscience from every delusion that has caused us to be less than what we were created to be. And when God destroys all these things in chapter 20, finally, chapter 21 starts by saying, now I saw a new heaven and new earth. What is new heaven and new earth? If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. For God in the beginning created heaven and the earth. But once again, I will create new heaven and a new earth. And he says, I have put my spirit upon you and my word in your mouth that I may create the heaven and the earth. Isaiah. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book. The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day -day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called the Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.